hilarious. Hello, and welcome to Against Austin and Against Me podcast. I'm Dwayne. I'm here with Austin. How are you doing? Hey, man. I'm I'm great. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. A lot of stuff going on (laughs) these days, but uh, we got a we got a lot to talk about this episode. Uh, you went to a pretty big professional wrestling show. I did. I, was- I went to a concert that was pretty interesting. <laughs> and uh, we've got questions from the listeners. And we and we <laughs> we do have an album to talk about. I'm going to say this right off the top. Uh, if you're tuning in for like a really in-depth breakdown of this one, uh it's probably not going to be here. We are, we are, <laughs> we are going to talk about it and give some background information and uh, do our best and worst song and everything. But uh, yeah, we, uh, we both have some talking points and stuff, but uh, not going to be a super detailed review of this, but I thought Austin first, before we got into anything else, I just decided to ask for questions and we got some really, Unique questions. Uh, when, <laughs> when I when I posed the idea for questions, I did not expect that these are the questions that we would get, but they are what we got. So we're going to answer them. And I, you don't know our ahead. friend group very well, then do you? I, mean, <laughs> I uh, most of the questions are for you. Um, oh. They're either for both of us or for you. I think only really one question is directed like specifically at me, but. Uh, that's okay i think i saw most of them i'm pretty sure i didn't see them all so there may be a f- i like there may be a few surprises that i'm gonna have to but i i tried as best as i could to put a lot of thought into these and answer as sincerely as i could oh yeah these are all sincere but Everyone. the first the first couple questions are for you uh and they are from ed from pod van dam who we all know and love and have talked about many times and uh he asked a question that I did not understand. So I said that I would pose it to you because it seems like you knew what he meant by this. I, I know the question you're going to ask. Go ahead. Because I don't know what this means. <laughs> I'm going to sound like an old person many times as we answer these questions, but that's okay. Um, he asked, fuck, Mary kill, which is already as a premise. Not pleased with that, but. Oh, God. Uh, From Ed, too. He's so wholesome. Like, yeah. Because why would you why would you marry someone that you don't want to have sex with? That's my number one question. But anyway, uh, and, he, and he lists. Well, just one of these things I know is a group, a music group. And I assume the other two are. Uh, but what he lists here, Austin, is fuck, Mary kill twice. Itsy and iZone. And iZone has an asterisk in there somewhere. Yeah, between it's actually it's it it's between the Z and the one. So it's either iZone or is one. I'm to, I'm not totally sure, but uh these are all three K-pop bands. Okay. And I am afraid that I unleashed a monster on the world when I started mentioning K-pop to Ed. And that's when he went and went full K-pop stan. And I do take part of the blame for that. Yeah. Um, but I do, 
I, I do include a little light K-pop in my listening. I'm not an well, expert by any, now, by any means. Now, I'm going to assume here that these are all three all female all female groups. bands yeah it, it so Ed, you're not you're not gonna fuck or marry any of them no not IRL. <laughs> no. and i don't think and listen i don't enjoy k-pop i'm trying to be very careful here i don't want to say anything offensive <laughs> i do find it all sort of unsettling i don't i don't like it too much but um i don't think any of these people deserve to die they don't, I mean, they don't. Well, no, no. They're probably it, it, victims of more than anything. Oh, I definitely. The, I think anybody's like at a pop manufactured pop, you know, reality like this, especially yeah. in, in Korea. It's really, really. They take this stuff very seriously there. So, it's, Ed, it's we love you, tits. but that's a terrible fucking question. Dude. But I'm going to answer it. I'm going to. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to. I am going to answer it because I did think about it, and I do know these bands. And Ed and I both agree that we like the female k-pop groups more than the male k-pop groups there are male k-pop groups there are male k-pop groups yeah (laughs) um so i said uh i would i would this is just my answer i would say i would fuck twice because i think ed's probably gonna end up marrying them and i want to leave them available for him he's that's his band that's his group that's his that's his first love so i wouldn't want to kill him i wouldn't want to marry him i don't i want to say this i I like a lot of bands with women in it. I've never thought like I want to marry her. No, I don't. I don't think either. <laughs> no, I think it's just. I I, I, I mean, I, there's probably a better name for the game than this, but I'm just gonna play with yeah. the premise that I was given. I would marry uh, Itzy. Uh, they're 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 a fun band. Uh, I would marry them, and I would kill Izone because they were never a real group. They were like formed after a reality show, so that's a bunch of bullshit. I don't really. That's exactly that. the kind of thing he would like. Yeah, I know. I have to. I will have to say, Ed, if you're listening to this, I'm 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 really sad that you didn't list my favorite K-pop group, which is Blackpink. Um, and you knew this because we've discussed it. But he will okay. he will listen because he's talked to me yeah. multiple times <laughs> no, about no. stuff that he listened to on the show. He, he was knows, he knows I like Blackpink. He was That's very happy group. with the Murder Brian episode because we talked about like military recruiters and he was telling me he was also hassled by them and i was never hassled by any recruiters uh because i used to draw like on myself like on my hands and i would also wear like girls shirts and hoodies and stuff so no recruiter even bothered to talk to me (laughs) it's just like this guy's not going to war yeah (laughs) so uh, yeah so that's my answer all right the second question he asked is uh so ed and i do a show about professional wrestling and it's different from this show because we talk about uh well basically the premise is we take a wrestler that people enjoy and we explain to them why they're not any good (laughs) and it's it's called let people hate things and uh you can contact me if you want more information on that. It's on the Pod Van Dam Patreon uh, for now. I do a lot of plugging of people's Patreons on this show that really I don't get do. paid for. <laughs> uh, so, but anyway, <laughs> what he wants to know is if you were going to do a show with us, who would you want to do it on? All right. So I so the first thing that came to mind when I saw this was GCW. 
right? They had like a big heyday. Game changer wrestling, a, right? A deathmatch right. promotion that I am famously not a big fan of either. No, but there are a lot of people, and I actually went to their big show in New York City. Oh, yeah. the, the Hammerson Ballroom, and that's probably where I got COVID. You um, saw Effie versus Jeff Jarrett there. Yep, yep. <laughs> and I, I actually have to say that that was the show that it was like the the thing that I was like, I never need to see anything from this promotion again. It just was like, I don't know. I think I was really patient with it, and right. I, they had a few good matches. And I think years, you know, a few years ago, before pre pandemic, it was there was some fun stuff, but it just became really repetitive and it seemed like coming out of covid they put on a, a way too many shows they, they were trying to be like a wwe with like hey once every you know two weeks we're in a new city with a new huge show that you can pay 14.99 to and it's not worth it it's a ripoff it's the batches are are mostly subpar or they're stunt you know booked um and that, that yeah. just was, that doesn't, doesn't do anything they have a diet fucking fan base though i don't want to get too in depth into this uh because I know people tune in to hear about against me. But uh, the thing I said to add the last time we talked about GCW was like uh, the thing that makes GCW like uh, distinct from any other promotion is like the shows are not, they're just bad. Like the yeah. production's bad. Uh, the matches are bad. Like most of the wrestlers are not very good. Like when they do have good wrestlers, they present them in a way that makes them look worse than they would look at any other company. Like people who go to the shows don't seem to have a very good time. There's always some kind of technological issue with like the stream of the show. Like it's just a promotion that like no one has ever had anything positive to say about it other than like, well, I go and hang out with my friends. Yeah. That's exactly how you could just go to a bar and do that. Yeah. I was with, and say like, Hey, could you put on like an old episode of ECW? Yep. No, that's that's exactly what it feels like. I was just there with some people that I enjoyed being there with, and that was yeah. it. most of the other fans were really fucking obnoxious that we ran into. Um, oh yeah. And, oh, some oh of the worst god, fans. they were yeah. fucking horrible. And I was like, "This is the last." I mean, this is, this is okay. Their their announcer sucks. He's all, like misgendered oh, yeah, people all the fucking the time. <laughs> they're fucking. Um, they're you know they're the ring announcer plus the the commentator sucks. All right. The next question. Is from Howard from the Uncle to Uncle podcast. Now, they actually have a joint account, but I'm pretty sure this is Howard based on the question. <laughs> uh, and what he says is, I've been pretty into a video game song lately. What video game song would you like played at your wedding? Now, I had to really think about this, Austin, because I don't, hmm, I can't imagine I'll have a wedding. Yeah. Me neither. <laughs> I uh, I just don't think like marriage is necessarily like my thing, but you never know. So I thought about this, and uh, the other, the other, the other issue is I don't play that many video games. <laughs> I mainly play like wrestling games. I'm, so I'm thought, gonna I'm gonna show my ass when I tell you my answer. You're gonna okay. think I'm 140 years old. So yeah, okay. go ahead. <laughs> So I thought, well, what, 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 what song from a video game means the most to me personally? And I guess it would have to be the menu music from WWF No Mercy. Okay. So, so you- I played that game, but that like, there's such a blur of all yeah. those those WWE games at that time. I couldn't tell you which one. But you know what I was thinking? A uh, video game that I used to love, not playing because I myself was terrible at it. But I used to love watching my brother play. The Tony Hawk 
three and four. Oh yeah. Uh, and that had some great music in that one. That had like That's real music. I, I found the distillers from that game. Distillers yeah. are good. It's a good Dude, group. One of my top five bands, Stillers, one of the greatest bands of all time. When I was like, when I was like 15 or 16, I thought Brody was like the coolest person <laughs> in the world. Me and Howard have talked about that too before about uh thinking Brody was just the fucking coolest person. But uh Let's move on. Do you want to know my answer for this? Oh, yeah. Duh. <laughs> All right. I put work into this. This is what it's like doing a podcast with me. I don't pay any attention to anything you say. And I just wait till I can talk. Again. That's okay. Hey, that works. For, that works, too. I mean, the less talking I do, I feel like the better for everybody <laughs> listening. Um, I was, so, uh, first of all, I don't think by this time next year, I'll even legally be able to get married in most states. That's just the, the bummer that's going to ha- fucking happen. But... Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's we're yeah, one year into a horrible 30 to 40 year term. But anyway, um, I had two that I kind of went back and forth on. I think maybe my all time favorite video game song is from like the original Nintendo. It's Mega Man 3. Okay. The fucking banger of an opener. And I just think that's such a great song. It it does make me feel like I should be like a big Kenny Omega fan, though, by, by putting that out there. But anyway, the other one. I always like this. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. What were you say? I always like the uh, the casino level on Sonic the Hedgehog two. There. Oh yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that fits in a wedding. Well, and then I thought, like, for a reception, like a good song, a good video game song at the reception would be the Tetris theme. Like, that's a fucking bop. Okay. You know, (laughs) like you could see people like getting up and really dancing at the Tetris thing. So those those are my those are my two. Uh, But I don't think you do it. I hope that satisfies Howard. I don't know if he'll even listen, but thank you so so much for asking a question. Uh, Let's move on because the next person actually asked a question about against me. And I think this question is just for me, Austin. I don't think it's directed at you. All right, good. Because I don't know all the albums. If it's a question you think, I think it is. Um, This question is from Conrad. And I want to give a shout out to Conrad because we talked about her before, but it was very vague. Um, And I also gave the wrong Twitter handle. People should go follow Conrad. Her at is at Cody ate my... Oh, Conrad. (laughs) Okay. Her... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> her username is at cody ate my balls okay conrad um, have you never read the username until now i just never really paid it you know i just i know her as like a different <laughs> username that's amazing it's just never paid it you know? i'm glad i was here for that moment you can't i didn't think i was gonna out. have to read it you can't uh, edit no, that I out thought, either no i know because I, people should go follow conrad she's She's very seriously. She's been very supportive of me and doing the show. And she was the one that reached out to me and told me like that. I asked Murder Brian to come on the show. And so uh, she was very helpful. Uh, and Conrad is a very good friend. So her question is, which album would you recommend to Cody Rhodes? If he asked you where to start with against me now, for people who, Anyone who knows me away from the show knows that I love Cody Rhodes very deeply. He's a professional wrestler. Uh, he currently wrestles for WWE. Previously, he helped found AW. Um, 
This is a tough question because I don't know that Cody would be into again. You're certainly not. He's not listening to reinventing Axl Rose. No. You know what I mean? No. There's no way. No. He's if you put that on, he'd be like, "Get this out of here." Yep. Uh, no way. Um, I think the two options are as the Eternal Cowboy. I definitely think you could play like Cavalry Eternal for him. And he'd, he'd be like, this is pretty good. I think some of the songs on there he would be into. I think probably White Crosses, which uh, we haven't gotten to yet, is maybe another one. You could get Cody into some of the songs on that one. Uh, but I have to say, I don't think Cody is into punk or against me. Like, no. I don't think. I I did say this on Twitter that I do think like if I got him on the right day, I could get him into Apes of the State. <laughs> I think there's like, you know what I mean? He's from Georgia. Like there's just enough country in that. I don't know if he would like it, but I think if you caught him on the right day, he would like tell you that he he was like, yeah, okay. You know what I mean? He um, yeah. he wouldn't seem visibly upset. Well, he definitely wouldn't be like down with against me's politics. Is that I think I that's pretty think, clear. I don't think so. Yeah. I, don't think so I mean, I mean, I think that's why I think like white crosses, like uh, that one's pretty safe. Yeah, he's not going to be into like the anarchist. No, not at all. I think that's like <laughs> antithetical to everything he believes or what I would perceive <laughs> that he believes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, let me check on what's Murph. All right. So, thank you again, Conrad. For the question uh moving on is a question from marcy which is someone you know more why don't you explain who she is uh marcy is a wrestling fan she is also the host of two podcasts right now she's got her own podcast called x over which is just sort of about video games and whatever she wants to talk about um and she's also one of the co-hosts of IWTV Guide, which is a wrestling podcast that goes through shows available on IWTV.live is the address. Anyway, it's a streaming indie wrestling uh, service that posts a bunch of shows and they, they broadcast them live. And so her and the crew over at IWTV Guide go through new shows and review them. And she is a fucking excellent podcaster. Um, I actually not taking credit for it, but I know when the IWTV guide was looking for um, a new co-host, I recommended her to Charlie um, and they just said that she's fantastic and she's been a, a really, really great addition to that show. So um, she's cool. She's, she's good in my book. I, I, I enjoy listening to the content that she makes. I think it's, you know, I always wish a larger audience would find X over um, because it's a very, very funny show. Uh, it cracks me up. All right. Well, her question. I don't think I saw this one. She asked, have you listened to Hyperpop yet? Oh, we did That's my this. question. <laughs> so she's been, she's been pushing Hyperpop on me for a long time and keeps trying to get me to it. And I've been a very bad friend and not reciprocated. So for this, because she was so kind to ask a question. I went and I listened to two hyper pop songs. Just two songs. Yes. So this is this whatever judgment is about to happen is based on two songs. Okay. I yes. Just, I just yes. want to make sure everybody knows. I, that. 
<laughs> I did some research and tried to figure out what the two most popular um, hyper pop artists were. So I listened to a song by a group called 100 Gex. And I also listened to a song by a lady known as Charlie XCX. Now, I've heard of both of these people before. Okay, good. Because I've even heard of these people before. But now I've never heard any of their music. And I got to say, I did not enjoy this (laughs) in any way. Uh, Just pretty much the exact opposite of what I'm looking for from... uh, from a song there. All right. So I'm going to say this now. I will for next week. I will listen to Hyperpop. I completely forgot. I totally forgot to write down that question or I would have done it before. I will give a two second review on the next uh, episode because I think I I might be a little bit more open towards it. Um, but maybe not. Maybe I'll hate it too. But I definitely owe Marcy this. Yeah. Review, so I'm going to do it. Well, Marcy, thanks for asking the question. Sorry if that hurt your feelings, but uh, <laughs> not my thing at all. Not what I, that did not hurt Marcy's feelings. I have all right. a feeling. The next question is from a friend of yours. Uh, no, her name is Allie. She also goes by Queen Hooker. I'm not sure what name I'm supposed to use here. Um, Allie's fine. I think everybody knows her name. All right. I always feel weird calling. Yeah. I know that's the name she chose for herself. Queen Hooker, but hmm, that doesn't feel right to say. <laughs> Allie and Conrad, both of you maybe need to think about the kind of things that you're putting out there. But you know what? I'm not going to tell women how to, how to Or they should so, collaborate. It should be like Queen Hooker they, ate my balls. They should do a podcast together. Yeah, I, I like it. Yeah. All right. Her question is, is cheesecake a cake or a pie? Now, Here's the thing, Austin. I don't know what you think about this, but here's what I think about it. It says right there, cheesecake. If it says it's a cake, that's a cake to me. I'm not asking any more questions. You know what I mean? If it says, hey, I'm a cake, I go, all right, great. I'm going to eat this cake. (laughs) Uh, You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I I, I actually, I think I agree. I, I would... I've never thought about it and I've never actually been asked this question. So I had to do a little, little soul searching. Like I've, I've heard that like is a hot dog, a sandwich and things like that. I've never heard the one about cheesecake. So my gut would say, no, it's a pie, but I think you're right. Like if cheesecake wants to identify as a cake, then you know what? I'm going to identify it. As, I'm as not a here to judge anyone. Right. What you they want. Cake? You know, you what grow I mean? up and be a cake. You grow up and be a cake. You want to grow up and be a pie. I'll call you a pie, but if yeah. you want to be called yeah. cake, you're going to be called cake. It's called cheesecake, and that's what it is. So I'm not, you know what I mean? All right. Rarely do we agree on these, like, hard-hitting culture war issues, Dwayne. So I'm glad we were able to to, to get there. I'm the wrong person to ask this kind of stuff, too, because I don't feel strongly about, like, is this a sandwich or is this a... Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I don't really Whatever. All right. No offense. (laughs) Because I feel bad. I don't think... Have I asked... Other than Conrad, I'll, I think I've just shit on every single person's question. But uh, thank you. <laughs> They've been listening for now seven episodes. They know what they're in for. I think most of these people listen. Some of them I'm not sure. All right. The last question here comes from Dalton. And Dalton 
had a lot of trouble coming up with a question. Uh, <laughs> but he finally found one. And uh, what do you ask here? This is probably more directed at me than both of us now that I'm reading it. But yeah. What he says here is if you could pick any band to do an against me cover album, who would it be? And he also says, I can't pick apes of the state. No, first he of said, all, he called it state of apes. <laughs> yeah. Real funny, buddy. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I will, let's, let's talk about apes of the state real quick. Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't be an episode <laughs> if we didn't. <laughs> Because I was thinking about this, Austin. We had a conversation one time. I think this was on the air. I'm not sure. About, like, guests that we wanted on the show or that I wanted. And uh, we basically, what we decided was that I was going to try to get Murder Brian on the show and that you were going to try to get the singer from Apes of State on the show. And I don't know if you saw this, but we actually had Murder Brian on the yes, last yes, episode. I, know. I don't know. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not like a competition. No, it, it does more for the show. Are you like, sure? It's not, it's are, not competitive you, in any way. Well, no, you're right. It's not competitive because you would win. I wanted to say that I think apes, the state doing because of the shame or black me out would be awesome. Those are songs we haven't got to yet. Yeah, I, say, I don't know what those are. Those are the songs I would most want to hear apes of the state cover. Cause this is my show. And I could, I, Fuck you, Dalton. If I want to say it's the state, I will. <laughs> but I will answer the question honestly. I think this might be a kind of a boring answer, but I thought about it a lot. Now, the, now, what I would prefer is like a compilation where they let me pick the bands. Okay. They were like, pick 10 to 15 bands. To make each good song. Gonna, yeah. But I'm not going to go through all that. That would take forever. So I thought, who would do the best job? And I went with the Menzingers. Okay. Like, they've never made a bad album. They're, I know they're against me fans. So I, I think that might be kind of a boring answer. Um, but if I had to pick one band that I would trust, make an against me cover album. I think the Menzingers is who I would go with. Also, if you want to hear a good against me cover, well, this is technically uh, not an against, against me song, but it's uh, a song that we will talk about on the next episode. Uh, Off With Their Heads did a really interesting cover of Harsh Realms that's really different from the original. If you want to check that out, Off With Their Heads. One of the greatest bands of all time, in my opinion, if you love having anxiety and depression, just like a great band to check out. What an endorsement. Uh, well, uh, I think anyone that's heard them would, would agree with that. I think that's all the questions. Thank you so much to everyone who sent in a question, uh, even though a lot of them, I don't know that I gave a very good answer to, but uh, again, thank you so much. I was worried that we weren't going to get any questions. Well, then you just scrap uh, it. You don't say any of them. That's how it is. This is this is entertainment. Yeah, I know. But I want to feel like people are paying attention to the show. And if I said, does anyone have any questions? And just no one asked any questions. It would be like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I honestly would have preferred more questions. But 
What are you going to do? Well, they're going to listen to this and they're going to realize that the brilliance of this podcast is really just us answering questions. And so the next time you ask, there'll be even more. We may ask for questions again in the future. We'll see. Uh, this was fun. And people did ask some things that really made me think about stuff that I wouldn't have thought about. So thank you very much to everyone. All right, Austin. This past weekend, you went to see All Elite Wrestling and New Japan Pro Wrestling present Forbidden Door. Yeah. And this was a show that seemed kind of cursed yeah snake bit uh, there were a lot like. of there were a lot of injuries people getting pulled off of the show yeah it had like maybe one of the worst builds from a storyline perspective of any AEW pay-per-view ever yep but uh i gotta say watching on tv and i gotta imagine it was even more incredible in the building this was one of the most perfect examples of just like a crowd making a show. Oh yeah, that I've ever seen. So awesome. What what was it like in the building, dude? It was great. I've I've never been to a show in Chicago, so I can't compare. I mean, like I can compare it to New York crowds. This this crowd was fucking incredible. Like Chicago is a wrestling city, if there ever was one before. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean this this card was was snake bit. So many of the the headliners and the main eventers were out of action for injuries. So everybody was like, I think the anticipation or the expectation for it was really low. And man, this thing was fun. And I think the best part about going for me, the best part about going to wrestling events is when I can go with someone who's not a fan or maybe does just doesn't watch the product. And because I think that like going to a wrestling show live is one of the most fun things you can do, like period, like full stop. It doesn't matter if you know what's going on or not. If you go, you're going to have a good time. So I brought um, my, it was one of my brother's 30th birthdays. He's a big AEW fan. So he knew what was going on. My other brother is not, doesn't really, he's like mildly I mean, aware of it. Like, and he's aware of it because my brother is into it and I'm into it, but he doesn't watch. He doesn't know who anybody is. And then my partner who really doesn't like wrestling, but every once in a while we'll go to a show. And I got to say, sitting with them at this show and like looking over at them, they, I mean, grins just like ear to ear they were having such a good time and i was like this is amazing this is what wrestling is all about like yeah. <laughs> like fans get caught up in all this like bullshit and they want to fight about like who's better than who and it's like i i don't know i don't like getting caught up into that the drama i just want to like go and have people have a good time like just enjoy myself and you can do that when you have non-fans with you or you're not trying to guess who the guest you know the, the secret mystery opponent is um, I think but- um, I think another thing that really helped this show is I think um, the wrestlers knew, like, oh boy, yeah. we better really step it up tonight. Yeah, pull all. Yeah, pull people all are ready stops. to be disappointed. Yep. Like, <laughs> but actually, I don't think the crowd was. No, that I've never. I mean, that's one of the most. Not that it was a bad show. It was a very good show. Yeah. Um, but that's one of the most generous crowds I've ever seen in my life. I mean, they were going nuts for people that I was just like, I can't believe an arena this big knows who this obscure New Japan guy is. Yeah. I, mean, I think one thing that gets lost on Twitter, and uh, I was a huge New Japan guy for several years. And the past couple of years since the pandemic, I've sort of lost interest. 
but I think one thing that gets lost on Twitter, but that you actually see when you go to shows, there is like a very large New Japan slash Bullet Club audience yeah. out there that is still yep. very much alive and like still oh, yeah. very big. And like maybe they're not on Twitter, but like they're definitely out there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, it, listen, even guys that aren't huge, like Clark Connors, man, it was deafening when people were cheering for right. him. Like, and it's like, this guy's like straight out of school, really. I mean, he, he just yeah. graduated the dojo. Yeah. But it just, everybody had their moment. Like, everybody was having a good time and the energy was fantastic. I have to say, I mean, big ups. I know, you know, New York and Chicago can be a little competitive in terms of like, which yeah. city's better, which is fucking dumb too. But uh, it was a, that was a fun show. There was actually even a fight in the crowd. And one of the guys that was okay. I was going to ask you: Was it during the main event? It was it, because uh, there's a point in the main event where, like, the whole crowd stops paying attention. Yeah, to it the starts point looking that the up referee the tells Moxley to stop, and he like grabs the headlock. But he's that's exactly just, what it like, was. Looking out into the crowd. Yeah. Okay, so that's what that so was. What what it ended up happening was two guys got really drunk and were asked to leave, and one of them started swinging on security. And <laughs> no. as was, yeah, as he was being exited out of the out of the building, which was a really bad idea because those guys will take him off camera, beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Uh, but what it what the guy there was a guy sitting in front of me that turned and I mean, he, we didn't know each other. We'd never met. And he just goes, man, I know this is Chicago and we love fucking fighting in sports, but who the fuck gets you in a fight at a pro wrestling show? <laughs> I was like, you're right. Well, I'm glad you got to the bottom of that. Cause I was like, what's going on? Yeah. It, it, there was, a, there was a video that came on. I mean, we kind of knew we were like the, everybody was looking at one spot. I couldn't see it, but I was like, that's, there's definitely a fight that's going on. Yeah. But it wasn't until after the show that I saw a clip of the guy trying to swing on the security guards. That's <laughs> like, that's crazy. Yeah. It's always weird. I'm not, I, um, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the show before. I'm, I don't drink alcohol. I'm not like a drinker. So it is always weird to me that you would pay like a lot of because wrestling tickets are not cheap. Yeah. Let's see a big show like that, a pay-per-view and that you would just get so hammered that you just, you're not even going to remember. <laughs> They're asking you to leave. Like you've got yeah. some of the, some of the weirdest people. The like absolute last thing I would want to do is get thrown out of somewhere. Oh, I like, know. <laughs> I got thrown out of a out of a concert once because the dude that was standing next to me was was uh, had a was smoking a pipe and and they thought it was me. They like he was smoking weed and they thought I was with him. They threw me out and I was like, "What the fuck, dude? I don't know this guy. Who the fuck is this guy?" And they wouldn't let me back in. I was so mad. I was so uh, indignant. I was like, "I don't even smoke pot. Like, why? I don't know who this is. I don't know who this person. I'm not with him. Like, what the fuck, man?" So anyway, uh, okay. What was your favorite match? Um, I think it was Orange Cassidy and um and Will Ospreay. And Will Ospreay. Yeah. Okay. I do. I that was so much fun. It was such a good time. I I, I really just enjoyed every bit of it. And I Orange Cassidy is like a great person to see live because like yeah. you think he's great on TV and then you see him live and he's like so smooth and yeah, he yeah. that was great. The main event was a lot of fun. The four-way was fun, a little weird finish, but I, I don't know. Everything was fun. And, and like, and, and just being there in that crowd, it was really, uh, the crowd was just behind, like you said, behind everybody. Yeah. Like they were so excited about everything. It was almost a show where like, there weren't even any like 
good guys or bad guys. No. It was just everyone was cheered. <laughs> it's just they're long. That's the only complaint I ever have. And that's just me being an old person. Well, that you know? was only four hours, which trade. I know. Jesus. I know. But like then you have the pre-show, which is another hour on top of it. Yeah. Like I really wish they could keep it to around three hours or less. But I, I know what they're doing. Right. They want to give you your money. They want to fill this time. I don't know. I just it's tough, man. I've been to not pay-per-views, but two AW shows. And both times I was in that building for like over five hours. Yeah, it's and it's much. like, man, I think I've had enough of this. I'm, I'm like, they're coming back to New York City. They're going to play Arthur Ashe Stadium again. Like they announced oh, yeah? it at the show, and I was like, that was such a fun show last time. But I ended up leaving because they do, they did a a two hour um, dynamite live yeah. broadcast, and then they did a two hour rampage right after. And I was like, this is a Wednesday, man. I got to work tomorrow. I can't, yeah. I can't stay here for four hours yeah. watching wrestling. It's just too much. I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else you want to say about the show? I just want to say in general, if you are someone who listens to this for the music and don't have any interest in wrestling, and for some reason there's like a local wrestling show. Sorry. It it's fun. <laughs> sorry yeah, about right? this. Episode. Also, sorry. Yeah, you probably are fast forwarding through us anyway, but that's it. Like, go, go see live wrestling. You're going to have a good time. That's it. That's all I got. That's my, my PSA. I saw a wrestler come out to uh, X-Ray Specs earlier in the year. Oh, yeah. It was their main song. Oh, Bondage Up Yours. Yep. But uh, so you never know what theme songs wrestlers may have. <laughs> um, all right. What was the gimmick to the guy that came out to, on Bondage Up Yours? <laughs> well, it was a woman. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I just she was together. The- she was like very tall. Yeah, and she just beat up a bunch of men yep. and screamed profanities into them. Like she was on the mic, like, what the fuck? I want to fucking fight someone. And then like a guy would come out and she would just like beat the shit out of him. It's very good. One of the best, uh, one of the best matches I've ever seen. I believe her name is Sawyer Wreck. So if you like wrestling, check her out. One of the great wrestlers out there today. All right, Austin. Well, that was Forbidden Door. It's good stuff. We could talk about that forever, but uh, you know, the show was like if over, it's probably going to be like almost two weeks old by the time this comes out, and it's not really a wrestling <laughs> show. But uh, I did really want to talk to you about it because I thought it was very interesting. Let's do it. But I went to a concert. I went to see Motion City soundtrack, and this was the Commit This to Memory 17th anniversary tour because 2020 would have been the 15th anniversary, but obviously that did not that yep. tour did not happen. So they did the 17th anniversary tour. Before I get into the show itself, which I really have a lot to say about this one, there are two things that happened that have I thought were interesting. They weren't to do with the concert themselves. The first thing between like the opening band and Motion City, they they, uh, you know, they played like a few songs over the speaker. And the last song that was played before Motion City went on stage was Thrash Unreal. Nice. Yeah. And uh, I feel like <clears throat> I feel like against me and Motion City soundtrack, like they don't sound anything alike. They're not similar musically in any way, but like there, I feel like there's a lot of crossover between. Generally, when I meet someone that likes one, they, they at yeah. least have some interest in the other. I think a big part of that is like they were both big on the Warp Tour in that sort of late two thousands period. Right. And they're right. both kind of bands that generally have like a larger like female audience and stuff. Yep. I think like thematically there's some similarities, but 
I was excited to hear that song. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite songs. So the other thing was uh, <clears throat> I wore my dollar sign shirt that I got at the concert the other week because this show was also in Charlotte. And uh, so this is also like in between the two bands. I'm just kind of standing around and looking at my phone. There was this guy who like had been kind of standing in like the general area that I was in, but like not beside me, you know? And he like walks over beside me and he like taps me on the shoulder and he looked and I'm like, Hey, what's up, man. And he like very sternly goes, Hey man, I'm not trying to fuck with you right now, but I just need to let you know. That I fucking love dollar signs. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> but there was a moment there where I thought he was going to hit me. Yeah. Like, why are you so intense was, about telling somebody like, you Why like would you something? be trying to fuck with me? I haven't yeah. done anything. <laughs> I never, I never would have suspected that you were going to try to. <laughs> he was, but he, he had to let me know. I like Which it. I appreciate. I was like, hell yeah, dude. And uh, but I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> he was so <laughs> serious about it. And then that was it. He just walked away. There's nothing else needed to be said. Austin, we already have a bond. Did the it. bond of not wanting to work on Saturday. You know what I mean? Yep. So yep. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, so that was that. And then let's get to the show. Which uh, wow. I'm trying to think where to even start. Uh, so this show was on the twenty fifth of june which was the day after they overturned roe v Wade. Uh, yeah and that was definitely like hanging over the show in like a major way yep um <clears throat> emotionally like just from a pure emotion standpoint this is like one of the most incredible concerts i've ever been to just like a very cathartic experience people were having a tough day and they were there to like let it out you know what i mean yeah and uh it was not a lot of like moshing it was a lot of dancing and just like singing really loudly and like it just had like a very good vibe the band like expressed multiple times about being like unsure about even playing the show at all. Yeah. What the point of any of that would even be. Um, and also the singer, uh, he was struggling a little bit with his voice. Uh, they have not been active for a few years. Uh, so this is kind of a reunion tour as well uh, as an anniversary deal. Um, but I, that, kind of that really added to the show in a way um there were times when he would just kind of lose his voice but the crowd was so into it that it just like it didn't matter and it was like it was a really powerful like and moving uh show they played their second album commit this to memory in full and then they left and then they came back and played about 10 more songs so it's not like traditionally structured with an encore or anything right right um 
and and that's really the album that if you're a Motion City fan, that is everybody's favorite album. I mean, it's pretty. It's not like against me where like people argue about it. Like it's pretty much generally considered like that's the best thing they ever did. And I mean, it's a great album. But I think um, one thing that he talked about was like, you know, they wrote those songs a long time ago. And it almost seems silly to kind of be singing these sort of emo songs <laughs> at a time when like there's real uh, issues in the world. But I think yeah. people. I don't agree with that. I mean, I know, I know where it's coming from. I know where the sentiment is. Which but- I agree. I know. I agree. I think people were there to, to let it out. Yeah. And to like, feel like comfortable, right? Like there's, yeah. you know, I mean, there's albums that you put on if you're feeling a certain way because you know them and you trust them and they make you feel a certain way. Sure, sure. And like our relationship with music is so much more than like the content of the song. It's like, absolutely. You listen to stuff that hit you at a certain time in a certain way, made you feel a certain way. So yeah, I, I, I totally understand. I mean, there were moments, there were moments where like at the end of the song and I'm not trying to criticize the band at all. It was one of the best concerts I've ever been to. I'm just trying to explain what it was like. But there were times where, like, at the end of the song, he would lose his voice. And that just made everybody want to sing louder. You know what I mean? Like, make up for it. You didn't notice in the moment. Like, it didn't matter. Right, right. To me, like, and we'll get into this with the album that we have to talk about, which was that we have almost, to the talk opposite, about. <laughs> the, almost the opposite of this show. But to me, when I go to a concert, Motion City Soundtrack isn't like a punk band. It's like, I guess they're more like an emo kind of, it's more keyboard heavy. They're definitely not like punk at all, but it's the same kind of deal. Like, it's not about hearing the songs played like they sound right. on the album. It, right. Like, to me, a concert is about the vibes, motion man. and the it's vibes. vibes. Vibe. And this had like some of the best vibes of any concert that i've ever been i mean it really felt like i a lot of times i'll try to get like to the front you know or i'll hang out in the back those are usually my two right don't let me in the middle this one i was like i was like in the crowd and that felt like the right place to be for this show i mean it was like um yeah honestly it was a very like moving uh thing and i'm really 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 glad that I went to this show because it's definitely a concert that like, I'll never forget. I mean, just hearing them play that album in full, like alone would have been like one of the best things I've ever seen, but with everything else surrounding it, like it just, you know, (laughs) it made it um, something that I'll never forget. And I think too, one thing that I think about a lot when I go to shows now um because i've been to like three concerts already this year which is a lot for me um but one thing i think about when i go to shows now and especially now because like boy it's like this might be the last fun thing they ever let us do yeah we got to go all out tonight because this might be it yeah there, there, there might not be another concert. You yeah. know what I mean? Like there might not be another. Right. And I think Forbidden Door, it was very much a similar vibe in the building of people going like, shit, man, things it's probably aren't going to be any better in the morning. Right. Like tonight right. is all that we've got. Like Today <laughs> is the last 
is, is the yeah. most happy day that you're ever going to have right. you know yeah. going forward i'm not trying time. to sound uh like depressing or anything but i know i fucking depressing. i remember i, I remember talking to someone about a year into the first or i guess he only had one term well we'll see but about a year into trump and uh i said like and this is before covid or anything which but i remember saying like you kind of just have to like look around once a day and like appreciate if you have anything good going on because like today right now today that's going to be as good as it ever gets for the rest of your life like tomorrow is going to be worse and then the next day after that is going to be like unbelievably worse but that's still going to be better than the day after that like like, like, i mean this is honestly it's the same with the temperature like hey this is this is the coldest day that i'm gonna experience this going forward on this date this year like and it's 90 degrees outside i mean like yeah, no, I remember, I remember what I did tell you, and this is not like victory laps or anything, but, you know, we were you and I were having a political conversation about Biden running. Right. And Biden being the nominee. And you're like, I got no time to vote for this guy. And I told you the only thing that like like swayed you just a little bit because I'm not a Biden guy and maybe you'll cut all this out because it's very head on political. But I just said, man, they got it's a six three split in the Supreme Court. And that's going to be a fucking nightmare. Can you imagine? You know what, though? If it gets any worse. You were wrong because he don't care about it. He's well, not no. doing anything to stop. You're right. You're right. You're <laughs> right. But I was right about like 6-3 being a fucking nightmare. And it oh, is. Yeah. Well, and I it, knew that. Everybody knew that. Oh, yeah. But I don't think anybody knew how fast it was going to happen. Like, I, Dude, I thought. I remember, a- I remember talking to, and I'll say this because it's going to make me sound dumb, but I don't care. I remember talking to someone literally like on the 23rd and going like, well, if they ever re- if they overturn Roe v. Wade, which, by the way, I don't think they'll do. <laughs> like, right? No, I know. I don't think anybody. I think. I think most people were like, "Oh, it's gonna, they're going to like chip away that it. it's going to take two or three years of, of lawsuits." <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! They just were yeah. like, "Yoink!" Here we go. And I mean, like next not, next session, it's going to get worse. It's only going to yeah. Get worse. So the moral of all that is, have fun. You have a chance to go to a concert <laughs> or wrestling. Fuck, go see a go. live show. Go see entertainment. <laughs> Go and just fucking let it out. And I was really like, dude, I'm not like a, I don't dance. I'm not like a dancing guy. I believe that. But at this show, like I was really just letting it out and going with it. You know what I mean? Good, man. I'm happy for uh, you. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I want to say about all that. Austin, we got to talk about this album. Oh man, this is so okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, you gotta introduce it. I got got thoughts, man, right off the bat. (laughs) All right, this album is called Americans Abroad Against Me Live in London. On this album, Against Me is Laura Jane Grace on vocals, James Bowman on guitar, Andrew Seward on bass, and Warren Oaks on drums. There's really no producer, no real production was really done on this. Um, Basically, the VEC story on this is Against Me signed to Sire Records in 2006. uh, And Fat Records just kind of scrambled to get something out 
uh, and they had this live album. This was recorded on March 21st, 2006, and then came out on August 22nd, 2006. So pretty much just like rushed right out. The band <clears throat> had no involvement in this other than like, I mean, they actually played the music that's on the album. But um, I, I mean, there's not really any production done. Like no, they didn't even mix this fucking thing. It was no, it's so it's, much shit in it I couldn't even hear. Yeah, it, I mean, dude, it almost sounds like a bootleg. Yeah, it really does. Honestly, I, I've heard like YouTube rips of against me shows that sounded better than this. Yep, I like was, I had to like <laughs> I had to really crank up my headphones, and I was using yeah. a nice pair of headphones that I that I usually record the show with, and yeah. I was like, God, this thing sounds like muddy and flat and shitty. Yeah. So basically what I told Austin here was that we would both make a list of talking points and then uh, we would go over them. But before we do, I like to talk about reviews and stuff. Won't get into too deeply into the reviews because I think the reviews all said what we're going to say because they all said the exact same things. But one thing that a, <laughs> one thing that a reviewer said that I had not thought about before, but when they said it, like it was all I could think about. Uh, and I forget where this came from, so apologies. But um, they basically said, like, if they had just made a compilation of songs from the first three albums, that would have been just as good as this or better. I agree. But that would be like way better than this. Yeah, yeah. Even and, and like and almost feel like less of a cash grab. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> because- Actually- before I get into like bullet points and stuff, I mean, I think the main takeaway from this, and I think you'll agree. Like this isn't bad, no, but it's just not notable or memorable in any way at all. I think it's also a this depth is, as to when it came out. It's like really that came out. I mean, like yeah. this feels like a really odd move. I get this why was a, now this was a, actually my last talking point, but we'll get to it now since you brought it up. This really feels like their first miss. Yeah. Like they can't, they did Axl Rose, Disco Before the Breakdown, Cowboy, Searching for a Former Clarity. Like every time they just hit a home run. Right. And like it's not their fault because they didn't have anything to do with this album, but it does feel like this kind of slows the momentum way down. But I also don't ever really, in any with any artist, I don't like, I mean, if you're comparing it to like, I don't know, this is going to sound really dorky. But I don't consider live a- albums to be canon, right? Sure, like, okay, they're, they're not. There's something else. I know? mean, I think it depends on the band. I mean, like some of my favorite albums ever are like live albums. Oh, I could absolutely say that none of my favorite albums ever have ever been a live album. Okay, I mean, like, <laughs> like very hard. I think about like Nirvana Unplugged. Like, I like so, a lot of I like okay. a lot of the Metallica live stuff better than the studio stuff i mean like i know this is polarizing and like a lot of hardcore metallica fans don't like this but like the live album they did with like the symphony uh i think is like really cool and interesting that's like one of my favorite albums i remember like when i was in high school bouncing souls did a live album that was like a double album that was great i mean i think there's a lot of great live albums but i tell you what this ain't one of them yeah i just Uh, think of my 
I always think when I the first thought that ever comes to my head when there's like a live album is my dad playing Peter Frampton's Frampton Comes Alive in the okay. in the house when I grew up. And I fucking hate that album that's so much. That's so funny because that's one of my mom's favorite albums. I bet. It's like all of our and parents' favorites. They I don't. Love I it. never understood it. I even neither. As a child. He gets the voice box thing <laughs> going and I'm like, come on, what the fuck is this? Also, should have seen Autotune coming after Frampton, <laughs> but we yeah. didn't. We were caught off guard. I remember one year for Christmas, like when iTunes first came out, I bought her like a digital copy of that album and she went nuts because she had probably been telling me for eight years about how she was trying to get a hold of a copy of that. Right. That was the greatest <laughs> album she'd ever heard. And I remember listening to it and I'm like, what? What are you talking? It must but, have been yeah. a drug thing. But yeah. Um, but uh, but I think the thing about this is like, you got a great set list. It's all like first three album stuff, classic era. The crowd seems hyped. Oh, they are very hyped. And like, this should be good, but it just feels like it doesn't capture the magic of a luxury. I think the biggest thing here is I want to hear the fucking crowd. Mm -hmm. And they're so low here. They're so low. What makes a live album different from a studio album is the crowd. That's the only thing that you've got so if i can't hear the crowd going nuts and singing along like there's no point to me well i i also think you know and we talked about it going to a show is more about vibes than the music and i think right. that a live album has a it's there there are some that can recreate that but I i'm think sure it's like really the people who are at this show on this night are like this is one of the best shows i've ever been to and it probably got picked because it was in london right, right. because they don't tour often you know like even with yeah I don't, I'm, I'm going to keep bringing this back to wrestling because, but whatever, you know, like when the WWE used to go over to England once a year, yeah. like the crowds were fucking bananas yeah, because yeah, they yeah. are so hungry for this sort of entertainment live and they don't get it. And I think that that's, I think it's smart doing a European tour uh, like and using yeah. that as a live album, but whoever mixed this is just, just, I don't know. They shouldn't be in the business. They shouldn't just be like, doing was that. It, like, that's the thing. It's like, it just feels like so shoddy. Yeah, and like rushed. together. Yeah, rushed. Yeah, absolutely. and absolutely rushed. Yeah, well, it was five months in between this being recorded oh, and but we it was also, like on shelves. You could do a better. You could do a better job mixing in that amount of time. I guarantee. I I I work in an industry we actually have to mix vocal tracks and we have to do it. Like it's a little bit more complicated, a lot more complicated yeah. with band, but you can do it. The thing is, is that like it it on a, right off the bat you're like live album cash grab right it's like they, right. they have they're releasing something between albums that they're actually working putting a lot of work into and so you know it and then when you listen to one that's not done well and you're like what the fuck man this is clearly and then i didn't realize that it was on fat records when you said that i was like oh that all really that <laughs> yeah. that makes a lot of fucking sense i get it now and yeah. i we've been on this journey i've never listened to any of these albums right that's the whole right. premise of the show and I've had fun with every single one of them. Like some I've liked more than others, but I've I've never had one where I'm like, I don't want to listen to that again. This yeah. is the one where I was like, I'm done. I listened to it, dude. I talked I about how um I, I I listened to these ones a lot, and like you said, even the the, the early stuff, I was it's, people know that we weren't super into, but I had fun listening. To I did those. too, I and did. I listened to all those, you know, seven, eight, nine times. Yeah, new wave. I listened to like twelve times. Yeah, new wave like, is awesome. I listened to this four times and like that fourth time i was like not paying attention like i just like there's just man there's just not enough here to like grab you 
But we're also not alone because the Spotify play numbers are in the fucking toilet on this album. Really? Yeah. yeah. I remember. So I, um, I mean, this would have came out right around the time I got into the band, the summer of 2006. And I had seen them at the Warped Tour and thought they were great. And then it's like, ah, this live album. And I remember getting it and listening to it like once and then just like never thinking about it again until we did this episode. Pretty telling. I don't think we're in the minority. I think most people feel that way about this. I mean, all the reviews basically, like the reason I didn't go over what the reviewer said is because it's like literally read like word for word my own thoughts and like five straight reviews and thought, okay, I I don't need it. (laughs) And uh, I mean, they they all said the same thing because again, at this time, they're still indie. And so everyone who's reviewing this is like an against me fan. And I'm pretty much all word for word. They said, like, I've been to many against me shows and they're like one of the greatest live bands I've ever seen. And this album just like doesn't reflect that at all. I think that's really upsetting for me here is one of my favorite songs is Unprotected Sex with Multiple Partners. And it sounds bad here. It sounds bad. Like it's off like they're not all on the same page the guitar is not <laughs> doing it like it's really depressing because like that's one of my favorite songs and and like i always like to hear live versions of songs i like just because it's a little bit different you know what i right. mean and uh, and there's there's a few you know songs like i said where i prefer the live not with against me but with other bands but um I mean, this is one of my favorite songs, and it just don't it does not sound good. Like yeah, but, uh, no, I, I I don't know. I mean, there's not a lot constructive I'm gonna say in this this episode. You, okay, let's say this. Do you have any um thoughts about any like song specifically you want to get to? Like positive, negative, anything? either way. Yeah. Well, maybe it's tipping my hand on like the favorite song, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Um, I really thought like this version of Pints of Guinness Make You Strong was maybe the only th- song i thought was better because of the energy i thought it was mixed poorly i didn't think it was you know it sounded as good as the the studio album but i yeah. like the, the crowd made that song and i knew that because yeah. it's a drinking song and it's a shanty and it's it's what you need but then the yeah. aftermath of that song is when i'm assuming they left the stage and the crowd starts chanting for uh cliche Guevara. yeah and I, I was like, that's that's the stuff that you listen to a, a live album to get. And th- it almost felt like that was the first time I got that. And that's right before the last two songs. I was like, yeah. I thought <laughs> I thought it really picked up like the last, I would say, four or five songs. I, agree. I totally picks agree. up and go like, OK, now they're into right. it. Now they're going. And then it's the end. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. what the fuck? I man? thought <laughs> I wrote down four songs that to me stood out as really good. Oh, and none were um, really good, but that was a moment. Well, you know what I mean. It's <laughs> yeah. like the standout. I do, I do, I do. I, uh, I would say on every single one of these songs, the studio version is superior. So, um, but the four standouts to me here were Miami, Sink Florida Sink, TSR, Pints of Guinness, and We Laugh at Danger and Break All the Rules. So that's yeah. actually five songs, not four, but um those to me were the standout songs and like i said it really picks up for the last few songs <clears throat> austin i only have a couple more things i really want to say here so what other thoughts do you have I, you know i just again i think it's you know you take you you really if you if you mix a live album a certain way you can you can get the the, the crowd you can get the vibes you can you know i mean it's never the same 
it's like watching a movie on DVD versus going to a theater with a live crowd. You know right? what else you can do? What? Yes, you can turn up the crowd. You know what else you can do? Because it's been done since the beginning of like recorded music. Go in the studio and fix shit so yeah. it sounds better. Do some overdub. I get and, the feeling. And listen, the band wasn't involved in this, so that's why right. they did That's do what that. I'm saying. But they didn't have any of that. But there also just wasn't a ton of banter between songs. There wasn't any. Well, of that's that. that's one other thing I was going to bring up. Um, that was just a thing. Um, Laura hardly ever talked on stage, and oh, really? uh, she, okay. she, yeah, she she talks about it in her book that a lot of the like record executives and people who work in the music industry like would talk to her and go like you really come off like unapproachable and mean on stage because all you do is come out and play your songs and like don't really say anything to the crowd like i mean she does not and i'm not saying this is good or bad whatever she wanted to do she did not introduce one song which is fine there was twice at the very end where she said thanks for coming blah blah blah. that was it but like that was just how she was at the time she felt like People come to the show to hear the music. She's they not hear, wrong. They want to hear the songs. And like, I, pr- I pretty much agree. Like I do too. If, if, if you go see a band and they talk between songs and it's funny and interesting or whatever, that's cool. But if they're not like, that doesn't matter to me. Yeah, no, it's, I for, if it's hear, forced. I want to hear the songs. Well, I've, I've never seen the band live, so I had no idea. I just assumed that it was either like cut out or it was, you know, omitted for some reason. I haven't seen them many times. I mean, there's not a lot of bands that I've seen in concert like multiple times, but um, I think I've seen them two or three. Well, I know twice, maybe a third time, but um, yeah, they never really. Which is cool. I just didn't know that. That's the only reason I made that comment. Yeah, but uh, she definitely, that was definitely one of the talking points I had. And definitely something she talked about in her book. You know, she she also just, you know, and it comes out in her music, just had a lot of like general anxiety and stuff also too. And like talking between the songs is like kind of a distraction. All right, awesome. That was pretty much all I had to say about this. I don't think uh, we're going to go over the track list or anything. I think, I think like on paper, this is a good set list. Like this is the songs you'd want to hear from the first three albums. Yep. But uh, yeah, just doesn't really click the way that you would want it to. And I've only got one quote uh, and it's from Laura in 2015. And along the lines of what she, we have already said, this is what she has to say about it. To be honest, to get into it with the old live record, it always bummed me out. You put that record on and the first song on it, the Energizer, it's so drag ass slow. It made me so sad every time I heard it. Warren, who played drums with us then, had real tempo issues. So that was sort of her thoughts on the album. And uh, yeah, I think it's hard to when even the band is saying like, yeah, we know this isn't the best. (laughs) Well, I mean, they were also like they were playing live you have a a bad night you have something and then for that to like be taken and i mean the people in the crowd were having a great time 
right? They were enjoying the shit out Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. They weren't thinking Warren is a little off on the tempo tonight. They right. were like no. dancing and having a good time. And that's what a concert's for. But then for them to know that it's being recorded, but maybe not know that it's going to be released in six months as a live album, you're, you're like, wait a minute. Like, I that was not the purpose of what we just did. We just did okay. this. I think, I think when you go to a concert, mm-hmm. right? It is about the emotions and you feel and the yeah. vibe yeah, on the, the night, vibes, right? Yeah, absolutely. But a live album is like is going to live forever and is going to be judged on the merit of the individual performances of the song. You're saying and exactly I, what I was saying. And I yeah. just think right here on this one, like this just doesn't hold up as like a classic album. No. No. Like no. Uh, yeah. All right. A couple more things we gotta do before we go. This is uh I think this is going to be about an average length show, but very little talked about the actual album. I do feel a little uh, <laughs> bad about that, but all right. Wayne, but Austin, this is our podcast. We do whatever we want. If let's listen, get into it. Fantastic. What is, in your opinion, the worst song here? Um, well, I, I was going to say the very first, the, the introduction, but that feels like a cop out. So I'm not going to do that. I... God, I, okay i'll say for me it was americans abroad i was about yep that's it I, that's actually the was what i'm leaning towards we talked about abroad. that song in depth last time what we didn't like about it i think as a live song it works even less because the people haven't heard it and everybody's just <laughs> that's the quiet. only song that they hadn't heard yet right on this yeah. album yeah, because you're right. So we did these in reverse order. So that song would have been unreleased at the time. Right. Uh, we'll talk about this for a second since we've uh, gone off topic so much. How do you feel about when you go see uh, a concert and they play uh, songs that you haven't heard before? Not, are you excited by that? Or are you not happy about that? Not happy about it. Okay. <laughs> not happy but i really am not i i want to go i want to go eat like and i'm not like one of these guys who like hates hearing songs from the new album like i know that that's going to be part of it i want to hear i mean part of me is like i want to hear whatever they want to play the, this th- these bands are going to play the songs they enjoy playing because they have to play the same fucking songs a thousand times a year right, right. so yeah. like great let's you know i know you're, you're thinking about fan service and things like that i'm just happy you're playing something sure i'm bummed if i leave a concert and they haven't played a song that i really wanted to hear but i get that right. i understand that happens but i also like you have you know hundreds of people who are there to hear songs that they know and they can sing along to and they can dance along to so when you play right. something that they don't know I, I don't know i i kind of am like why would you do that See, I, 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 I enjoy it on one level. I think it's very interesting to hear like a song you've never heard before in a live uh, situation. Like personally, I find it very interesting, but oftentimes like it's not great for the concert because right. like only nerds like me want to hear that. Well, you kill the crowd for the most part. Like, yeah um well so so i i here's a quick story about a live concert um number of years ago it had to be more than that'd be 12 or 13 years ago someone gave me a ticket to go see bob dylan in a con in a park in brooklyn and i'm i'm not a huge bob dylan fan like i respect the guy like i know what he's done i understand his influence i like the band which he was influential in putting together like the the band actually come up 
Huh? Very soon. Uh, there's actually an against me song about Bob Dylan that oh, yeah? we'll okay. talk about in a few episodes. So, but, but he yeah. was one of those guys that I'm like, I feel like I should go see this. I feel, feel like I should go see him live. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like it's just one of those things you check off a box. I got there and Dwayne, and, and I know this is like a running joke with Bob Dylan. Every fucking song, I was like, I've never heard this song before. And about halfway through it, I was like, oh, I know what this song is. He has just redone every single song he's ever written. And his voice is shot. It sounds he sounds like hell. And, and like <laughs> he starts singing every song. And you're like, what is this? And then you're like, oh, this is Mr. Tambourine Man. But I didn't. It's like completely unrecognizable until oh, yeah. the chorus, and that's like the biggest complaint about this guy. Where it's just like you go in, you're like, I want to hear the familiars. Then you hear the ones that you know, yeah. but you don't even know that you're listening to the fucking song because he went in and messed with it and sounds think, like shit. I think while we're on it, uh, the most insane type of music to be a fan of to me is um, stuff like Fish. Oh, and God. Grateful Dead and OAR <laughs> were like, do you go to the show and like they don't actually play any songs that are actually on any albums and like because they only have know, like four albums and everything else is live. Well, like Fish has like two hundred songs or whatever, and then like, but I've known a lot of people. Well, not now, but in college, of course, I hung out with a lot of people who were into like Fish and Grateful Dead and that kind. Of, and it's just I, I hate it. It's the worst. <laughs> That, that to me, it's like I I can I just can't understand why you would want to go to a concert that's going to be like five hours long and they're not going to play any songs you've heard before and like drugs drugs that's it Austin like I've done drugs in my life man but I just want to go and hear the song it's a different breed of cat man you don't understand if I went to see Against Me and they played for like six hours. And they only played fucking shit from like uh the V to V. I'd be like, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but that's why you like against me and you don't like OAR. I, I I've 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 mellowed out on the, the dead over the years, but yeah, the rest of it I totally agree. They had this thing going on now where like they're torn with John Mayer as the singer. And yeah, they only play like weird songs and like they yeah. I, I, I give a little bit more leeway to the dead, and that's a recent thing, and I'm not sure if it's like a midlife crisis, not which me. is I but I that's like I that's, did for a long time, and I, I don't know. I think I'm just getting old. I've just always been a person I don't like and it and it's uh so we'd agreed on the worst song. Yep. Now, in my opinion, there's really only one option for best song here, although you you said something different, but you haven't given an official answer yet. Okay, so my official to me, to me yeah. the best song here, unquestionably, like really the only song that I would say is even worth going and checking out is the last song, which is We Laugh at Danger and Break All the Rules. That to me had the most crowd involvement. Yep. That's where you could tell people were really into it. The it's a song the band likes to play. It's a song that the crowd wants to hear. Like it seemed like everybody was really having fun on that one. Uh, to me, like that's like the only choice. So what did you think? In a minor fucking miracle, we this is the first time this has ever happened. We've agreed on both the best All and the right. worst song. There we go. And I and I I didn't. I mean, I, like I I said that it might I might be spoiling it with with pints of Guinness and talking about uh, cliche Guevara, but it was more about what we talked about. Where like the energy in this album comes in the last three or four songs. Like yeah, it, absolutely. The crowd is built up. Maybe they're really fucking drunk at this point. That's probably it's London. That's. I mean, we laugh at danger. It's like 
the signature encore song. Yeah. Like it's that's so the good. song people are expecting to hear. That's where everybody goes crazy. Like, yeah, it's, it's a great, it's great song. And like, like I said, there's really nothing else on this album that I would say, check out. Nope. But I would say, uh, and one thing we've not talked about on the actual show before is there's now a show playlist. Um, if you search for against Austin, show playlist on spotify it's there and uh this song will be on there but uh it's really the only song that i would i would even bother to check. just two more things left to do yes the first of which is talk about what we're going to do next time yeah please remind me now next time it is going to be different from our normal episode <laughs> the next few are but it's all going to be new studio music all right good we're listening to two different releases here awesome the eps they're both EPs. So the first thing that we're listening to is called New Wave B-Sides. Okay. Uh, and that's pretty self-explanatory. It's uh, like bonus tracks and stuff from Seven Inches and stuff from New Wave that didn't make the album. Uh, and the second thing we're going to listen to. All right. I'm going to be very careful here. One thing Austin and I talked about is never wanting to use Laura's dead name on the show. But the next thing we are going to talk about is a solo EP that she made in 2009. Uh, And so just this one time to let people know what to look for, you're going to be looking for the Heart Burns EP by Tom Gable. Um. So this is not technically an against me album, but I feel like this is something that we absolutely have to talk about as part of the show. It's absolutely a big part of their catalog. Murder Brian, when he was on, mentioned to be yeah, a huge say, he fan mentioned of this. That's the first time. There is a song that he mentioned, and that even before he mentioned, before we even before I even brought up to you the idea of doing this show that I knew that you were going to love. Uh, and that song, we'll just go ahead and say now, it's called Anna is a Stool Pigeon because Murder Brian already talked about it. Okay. Um, and also on this EP is, I'm not going to say what it is until the next episode because it would be a spoiler, but one of my all-time favorite songs is here. All right. Uh, against me or otherwise. So it's going to be those two releases. It's a little complicated, but uh, we'll make it through. We'll, we'll have it figured out. We'll do but, right. Uh, so it's, you know, it's going to be about a little less than an hour of music that we have to listen to for that one. So, uh, but both of these have some really good and interesting songs. And uh, that is pretty much it. After that, the two episodes after that, we are going to be looking at the last Fat Records uh, against me releases, which are demos for As the Eternal Cowboy and Searching for a Former Clarity. Uh, and so those episodes will be more like this one. We're not going to break down song by song, talk about them in a general sense and some other nonsense. Maybe we'll take more questions or something for those episodes. But I really feel strongly about talking about as much as we possibly can. 
it, it would be impossible to talk about every single song they ever recorded. They did some covers that we're going to skip um, just because I don't think it really warrants a lot of discussion. Um, and they also did some remixes and things like that that we're not going to talk about. But for the most part, we're going to try to talk about every like uh, song that they ever officially released. So with that said, awesome. What do you have to plug? Well, um, you can check out my other show called If You Catch My Grift. And hopefully by the time this drops, the newest episode will be out. And I think it's one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. It's about the psychic Sylvia Brown, who if you ever watched the Montel Williams show in the 90s, she was on all the fucking time and she's a horrible person. So check that out. Um, my Twitter handle, I just changed last night and I am no longer at Austin, a go-go, even though if you search for that, you'll probably find me. I have just embraced my grift nature and it is at grift daddy. Now I just fucking went for it and I was a little drunk when I did it. So whatever. Oh, Austin, um, <laughs> you and Conrad and Allie need to get together. <laughs> grift daddy's a good name. Um, and it's also because this psycho woman that my that like is obsessed with my father finally found my Instagram profile and her oh, uh, yeah she's nuts and I don't want any part of her. Uh, we have a Patreon if you if you're interested in hearing some content um, that's not on if you catch my grift it is uh, Patreon.com/slash if you catch my grift I actually plugged our Patreon this is like the first time I've ever done that but anyway yeah that's that's it uh, you know if you're on the Patreon there's a Discord. Dwayne is in there. We have we have good times. Um, yeah, that's all I got to plug. Yeah, um, Allie's in there. Dalton's in there. Yep. There's always something going on with Dalton. We should um, invite Conrad. I I, listen, I'm not as strict as Dalton. I'll just let people I like in there. Dalton's like they got to be on the Patreon. I'm like, no, no, they don't, because I have invites too. <laughs> all right. Well, I just Conrad, want people. I want people to come in there and talk. So sure. if you if you <laughs> mention this show to Austin. He will send you an invite. Hell yeah. Absolutely. 100%. At Griff Daddy on Twitter. You send it. I will send you a Don't invite. send it to me because I have nothing to do with that. Yeah, but that, I, I'll do it. I'll I do have it. no say. I've invited all three of my <laughs> my brothers and they're all there. They don't ever. Well, I would hope anything. that Dalton wouldn't say you need to make your brothers pay. No. Well, one of them is actually on the Patreon, but they, you know, so, but I just did it because I'm like, and Dalton has definitely invited people that aren't on the Patreon because he wanted them there. So it's, this is a free for all. I don't believe in putting things behind like paywalls. I, I'm that's against everything I believe in. It's like, if you like the show, do the Patreon. If you just want to interact with us, you should be able to do that too. But I lost that by a two to three vote or two to one vote. So I'm just going to, you know, do it on my own. <laughs> All right. Well, I, um, I don't have anything to plug, but I did just realize while you were talking that we did not mention this at all on the last episode or this episode that the number one rule of this show. Oh yeah. Is to not tell Laura Jane Grace about the show. Uh, definitely don't tell her about this fucking episode. No, this is the bad one. Yeah. Like, hey, if you're going to tell her about any episode, maybe the next one, because I'm going to have a lot of really nice things to say <laughs> about some songs that she had like complete control over. But, uh, or like, wait until this podcast is done, like completely, and then you can tell her. All that's another thing that I've, I have, I have thought about 
to because you have mentioned this before and uh, i wanted to bring this up about like uh how you really once it's over like are excited to like push it as like a complete and i just want to say like uh if you're listening to this show after we finished making it, that is of no use to me in any way. Uh, really, the only thing that I mean, thanks for listening. You know, I appreciate it. But the <laughs> one thing that really matters to me is like direct feedback about the show. Uh, that's the only thing I care about. Like, I don't know how many people listen. I don't look. It, I don't think it's that many. It could be a million. But if only three people say to me, hey, I, I really like this, then that's how many people listened in my mind. There's so, more than that listening. I'll tell you that. I have looked. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, I'm on Twitter. I didn't change my at. My, <laughs> my account is at age of the fever. Another thing I was thinking about, um, this is very serious. Well, it's not, but it is kind of. Was I, I do think like... Um, for the growth of the show, my Twitter account is actually like detrimental to that. But <laughs> I just like I am I cannot stop posting just like the dumbest thing. I refuse. Like I'm gonna post the dumbest thing that enters my mind about five or six times a day. And like I'm just not gonna stop doing that. Like it's I know pe I I imagine people like would maybe hear the show and then go look at my Twitter account and go like, is this guy okay? And like, mostly I'm, I'm doing all right. You know, most yeah. of the time I'm doing okay these days. Normally we don't have like an outro. Nope. But let's just reiterate one thing that we, um, we talked about earlier is that, uh, you know, if you have the chance to go to something like a concert or wrestling or whatever the fuck you need to like, go now yeah like and enjoy it uh because who knows how long they're gonna keep letting you do that yep i agree uh, anyway that's the best best outro i could possibly imagine let's get fucked up and die i'm speaking figuratively of course like the last time that i committed suicide social suicide yeah so i'm already dead but I can still pretend with my memories and photographs I've learned to love the lie I wanna know what it's like to be awkward and innocent not belligerent I wanna know how it feels to be useful and pertinent and have common sense yeah let me let me into the club cause I want
Sister soldier, you've been such a positive influence on my mind. 